The Productive Woman, Episode 134. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. I am so glad you've joined me this week. I have been looking forward to sharing with you my conversation with businesswoman, publicity strategist, and mom, Amanda Berlin. You'll find more information about Amanda, along with links to resources she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online, all in the show notes for this episode, which you will find by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 134. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, and that's the excellent online accounting software that I've talked to you about before. I've used it myself for the past year, but they've got an all-new platform that makes what they offer even better. And they're offering you, as a Productive Woman listener, a free 30-day all-access trial so you can find out for yourself how helpful and how usable it is. Those of you who are freelancers or running a small business, you owe it to yourselves to check this out. And you can do that by visiting freshbooks.com slash woman. The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features that let you set up and send customized, professional-looking invoices in seconds, accept online payment from your customers, track the delivery and payment of invoices from the helpful, informative dashboard, and track your time and expenses right on your phone. It's simply a great tool for managing your business's finances. As I said, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. So to claim it, just go to freshbooks.com woman and be sure to enter the productive woman in their how did you hear about us section. I think you're going to love it. Let me know if you give it a try, uh, what you think about it. And now let's get right into my conversation with Amanda. Amanda Berlin describes herself as a former corporate publicity strategist who now uses her pitch powers for good. And I I thought that was kind of funny. I'm going to want to hear more about that. But in the meantime, among other things, she's a business owner, a podcaster, and a mom to a young daughter. She's basically just a busy woman like the rest of us. And I have really been looking forward to talking with her about how she manages her busy life and does the things that she does. So welcome, Amanda. Thank you so much, Laura. I'm excited to be here. I'm trying to think when we first connected about this. It was quite a while ago, so we've been waiting to get to have a conversation. Yeah, it could have been like in the summer. Yeah, it was quite a while ago. (laughs) So anyway, um, I want to start by maybe having you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. I love your little, you know, your kind of line there about using your pitch powers for good, but can you explain that a little bit, but tell us who you are, where you come from, what you do, whatever you think it would be useful for us to know about you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm happy to expand on that. It, I really do feel like that is what I'm living. I'm in my late 30s. I have a young daughter. I live in the Northeast uh, outside of New York City. And for the first 10 years, 12 years of my career, I worked in the corporate public relations world. I started out actually early in my career doing celebrity publicity, which was super duper exciting. And it didn't take too much 
skill necessarily to book interviews for people like Joan and Melissa Rivers or Paul McCartney. They were easy. You, you know, people wanted to talk to them. Um, but, you know, as a result, kind of being in the production world and having such a, you know, kind of fun job, it paid really poorly. <laughs> <laughs> and living in New York City, it was, you know, I, I worked two jobs and I, I was just thrilled to, you know, have a life in, in New York at that point. I did grow up near New York, but I, it still was, it's my place. I, I have a soul connection with that city. So uh, that being said, Early in my career, you know, I was doing that exciting job and the, the woman that I worked for ended up going and moving over to a more traditional public relations firm and she brought me with her. And so I was doing something similar where we were booking interviews, kind of like press junkets, if you've ever seen uh, like stars of a movie doing interviews and you see the same kind of interview back to back on all different networks because they're publicizing their film. We would do things like that for corporations. So a pharmaceutical company, let's say, would have a new drug and they would hire us to book them and produce interviews for them all across the country on all different local television and radio stations. And I worked my way up doing that work till I was editorial director of a firm that specialized in just that kind of press junket style work. And as I mentioned, I was doing a lot of work for pharmaceutical because that's New York and a lot of work for consumer products. And I felt like my soul was just being sucked out of my body because I wasn't, you know, I was helping corporations be louder than their competition. And I was also working at a firm that was where the culture was just, you know, not what it wasn't comfortable for me. It was just not what I would want. And so I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I knew I wanted to do something different, you know, and as your dissatisfaction with your professional life increases, so does one's commitment to self-help. So <laughs> I was doing lots of personal development work and I was really, um, really enthralled with that and really enthusiastic about the teachers that I was working with and the coaches. And so I decided to do a life coach training. And as I was embarking on that training, the company that I had been working for drastically downsized and I got let go. And I thought to myself, okay, this is my moment. This is my time. I'm going to you know, pursue something totally different. I want to leave communications behind entirely. Um, and I set forth to become a coach and I loved the act of coaching. I loved the inner work. I loved looking inward and being kind of analytical when it came to why we do the things that we do. But then when it came to, there were two things that happened simultaneously when it came to, uh, coaching other people, it was not as in illuminating or it wasn't as exciting to me as I had hoped it would be. And then simultaneous with that, I had, you know, I kind of had this in the back of my mind that I was like leaving communications behind and I didn't want to do that anymore. But there was no way I was going to be able to start a business without employing that skill set that I had really honed over the years. So, and then a third thing was that I was pregnant with my daughter and I was the breadwinner for our family. So I had to figure out what was going to work, how I was going to support us. So I answered a request for a proposal for an organization that 
specialized in kind of um, holistic learning and coaching programs and nutrition programs and all of these. It was like a school for this, um, a nonprofit school for, for this kind of training. And they needed to overhaul their communications. They needed to rebrand. They needed to redo their newsletter. They needed to redo their course con uh, copy that's, you know, for their catalog. And so I was hired to do that work. And as I was doing that proposal, it was this major light bulb moment for me that I actually loved doing this communications work. I just had to be doing it for the right entities in the right environment. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's how my practice was kind of born um, from this sort of, um, you know, corporate world where I felt like, you know, it just the, the whole context kind of misinformed my perception of the work. But then once I was able to kind of do that work on my own terms, it felt much more nourishing to me. So that's how I landed where I am now. Wow, that's a, you know, it's so interesting for a lot of us. It, I think there's a lesson to be learned there that that if you're unhappy with your job, it may not be the job that, you know, the work that you don't like, but the 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 people you're serving with it or, you know, the context in, within which you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually also reminds me, well, I was going to make a joke when you said that it might not be your job that you don't like, it might be yourself. <laughs> but, but it, but that there is a, a kernel of truth in that because I really had to adjust the way that I showed up at that final corporate job that I was in mm -hmm. for the time being, for the time that I was there, like that period of time when I knew that I wanted to move on, but I didn't know what I was going to do yet. I needed to change the way that I was showing up each and every day at work so that I wasn't spewing resentment and, you know, hating my life, you know, for my own benefit, but also for, you know, as an act of generosity to the people that I was working with, even though I didn't want to work there anymore. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, boy, there's, there's a lot we could talk about there, but maybe that would be another episode. <laughs> um, um, so, we're here to talk about productivity and in the context of, as we talk about it on The Productive Woman, um, it's not about getting more stuff done. It's about getting the right stuff done and, and doing the things mm -hmm. that matter to us and making a life that matters. And so I want to kind of dig into how you do that. But um, I think in that conversations, it's helpful for us to have a little bit of context for the things that you do to stay productive by understanding what your life is like. So if there is such a thing as a typical day for you, <laughs> could you tell us a little bit, you know, briefly what a typical day might be like for you? Right. I love that you couch it that way. If there is such a thing as a typical day, because as I was kind of ruminating on that question, it really did come to me that I don't really have a typical day. And the, and the things that I put in place as routine are what make it typical and they're really what I, you know, hold on to with like iron clad fists, if that's a word, if that's an expression. But um, yeah, so in in terms of my daily routine, what sets me up for pr productivity and success really is, I, I don't even like that word success, but at least what sets me on the road to like getting things done is getting up uh, before before everyone else, getting up at six o'clock in the morning and getting to my meditation pillow and sitting there for, I just actually, I've been meditating for years now, but um, 
you know, I'm sure as many people who have attempted meditation would acknowledge it's really always a challenge. Mm. So I just recently in the last, um, I'm on the ninth, tomorrow will be the ninth day of um, the first series in the Headspace app. I don't know if you have ever used that, but it's really, um, I love the fact that it kind of keeps you accountable by like, it tells you, you, congratulations, you've reached the eighth day. (laughs) And that's really what's like gotten me to the pillow the last, you know, the last week. It's really great. So I've been doing that. That's a 10 minute meditation and it's, it's guided, but I've noticed as the days progress that the voice, the, the the guy is named Andy. Andy's voice is a little bit less uh, pre, uh, prominent in in the more recent meditations. I guess you know to give you a little bit more freedom. So I tried to start my day with meditation. I actually have a journal from a, a coach and a leader who I really love named Danielle Laporte, mm. um, and she, her whole thing is focusing on core desired feelings as a means toward motivating action. So thinking about how the, you know, how you want to feel first and foremost, as a way to kind of sculpt your life really, and decide what to do, when to do it, what to stop doing. And so I have a journal that is a daily journal of core desired feelings. So I do that. Um, as, as often as I can. And, and that's another thing that, um, you know, I think these daily practices also, as much as they're enriching, kind, kind of give us a reason to beat ourselves up mm-hmm. to like that daily journal. When I look back at it, I probably, if I look at it tomorrow, I probably will would have, I'll, I will have noticed that I haven't filled it out probably in like three days. And so I could get down on myself for that. But I try to, you know, I try to find the time to do that in the morning. My daughter does wake up at like 630 usually. So I would have to, I've experimented with waking up earlier than six and it's hard, but I, I could do that. I would have to do that if I wanted to get more alone time. But, um, so those are kind of my, my, um, mental nourishing practices. And then I always make it to the gym at some point. I try to do that you know, or in the morning as well. And I start my work day, hopefully by like 10 or so. So I drop her at daycare and then I get to the gym and do something physical. And that for a long time really uh, served as my like anti-anxiety medication. (laughs) But um, luckily I, you know, I have been doing even better with that, with, you know, kind of my, just my own, you know, mental calming practices and, and, you know, working out is still a big part of it, but, um, it really is a, it really is a, um, stress reducer, at least for me, you know, getting, Mm -hmm. getting on a, whether it's a treadmill or a stationary bike or an elliptical or going outside for a run. I don't, I don't, I can't say that I enjoy doing those things, (laughs) but when I'm so stressed that my shoulders are up at my ears, it helps Mm -hmm. burn off some of those, you know, all that's the stress in me so that I can relax a little bit more. Absolutely. And when things are really stressful and your mind is going, um, you know, a hundred thoughts a minute, it's really the, I find that, um, you know, I take a lot of cycling classes. I do a lot of group fitness. So I find being in the room with other people being told what to do or even running. I do like running on the treadmill. It always kind of weeds out those 
the anxious thoughts. So it does, you know, it, it definitely has a multi, you know, multi beneficial purposes. <laughs> and so uh, aside from those things that you do that probably fall in the category of of self-care that you've self-care, talked about. Yeah. Then during the day you're working what with clients yeah. by yourself. Yeah. So I, mean, I have I have a couple of different ways that I or a couple of different modalities, I guess, that I work on. So I usually have client calls or I work on client work and then I work on my own business as well. So what has worked for me recently is batching. So devoting Uh, an hour in particular to one client and one task for that client. And it's really been, um, it's, it's been kind of amazing how that has worked because there's so many demands for attention. Mm. Um, you know, even when you're working on your own, um, and you know, that's a whole other conversation is, you know, this notion of kind of like working in a vacuum and, and not having that community, um, activity while you, you know, during your workday, which is a challenge that I contend with, but, um, even, even working alone, you know, there's the social media that's calling, there's the email that's calling, there's, you know, the snack, there's so many things, (laughs) you know, the random Googling or, you know, looking up a word or whatever, there's so many things that you could be doing. But then when I, but I found that when I tell myself the only thing you need, you know, in a gentle way, the only thing you need to be working on is this for this client right now, like, don't worry about the rest of the stuff. It really makes a difference. And that time goes by, things get accomplished, and then you can move on to the next. And so do you, as someone who has her own business, well, first of all, do you work from your home or do you have an office that you go to? I work from home. And so do you have some a routine or some ritual in place to end your work days or does your do you find that your work bleeds over into the night or how do you how do you manage that because i think work those who work from home sometimes can struggle with finding that uh, making some boundaries between work time and personal time yeah i definitely struggle with that i uh, well, my ritual to end my day is at around between 5.30 and 6, I have to shut down and go get my daughter from daycare. So that's, you know, that's the end of the work day of that, you know, that major bulk of the work day. When I come home, we have dinner, we have a bedtime ritual, and then I will get back on my computer, do some more work. Typically, um, well, it I try to keep the like low brain power activities or, or, um, tasks for later in the day because, um, typically burnt out. And, you know, usually I want to be able to watch a a show on TV or, um, you know, there's not a lot of TV that I watch, but like, I, I like top chef and I could multitask maybe by, um, I don't know what task in particular I would reserve for, for, um, you know, TV while working, but occasionally I will do that. And then I try to get in bed by 10, 10 and I exclusively read for pleasure when I'm going to bed. I, I'm not trying to read a business book or read a, a self-help book, unless it's like a memoir by, you know, some self-help thinker or something like that. It has to be something enjoyable. Otherwise I won't read it. (laughs) 
that sounds like a, a pretty pretty great routine that balances the work you need to do, the things you need to do to take care of yourself. But um, one of the things I always find interesting to ask is, you know, every person's life is a little bit different, presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting those things done that really matter to that person. Uh, for some of us, you know, some, some of us struggle with... Um, managing our calendars. A lot of women struggle with saying no. Some struggle with, uh, you know, organizing their space. We all have different things that are, are challenges for us. What, what would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life and the various roles you play and the things that you need and want to get done? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think one of the big challenges for me is as much as I so desperately wanted to have this kind of flexible lifestyle, flexible work schedule, um, and you know, my own business and working for myself, I especially recently, and this may be particular to me, but I moved from living in Manhattan to living in Weehawken, New Jersey, which is right across the river. So it's like, I mean, literally could see the city from here, but it's not in the city. So it's, it feels to me a lot lonelier. And I, I know that that's not a unique experience that it's isolating to work by yourself and, you know, work for yourself and work from home. So I think that's been a challenge for me just, um, just in so much as like kind of being, I, and I certainly have co you know, colleagues and friends who are in my industry and I have a virtual assistant who I can bounce ideas off of, but we're not working. Like I remember kind of chatting through the cubicle walls with my colleague, Shari, and that's just a way to connect in, in a way that I don't think I fully appreciated, even though I've all, you know, I've been on my own now for four years. So it's not like something new that I'm lamenting, but I think that that's kind of an emotional challenge I would say in terms of, productivity and getting things done that I don't have someone to bounce ideas with um, as readily as I used to. And so do you, is there something you do about that? I mean, or is this just something you just start, recently started thinking through and, and are looking for ways to, to address? Yeah. I mean, I reach out. I, that's what I, that's what I do. I, I have recently hired a virtual assistant actually have, have had virtual assistants over the years, but this one is a true gem and she, um, she's really enthusiastic about my work and she has her own business as a, as a VA and as someone who trains VAs. So she is such a great sounding board and, uh, she in and of herself has an amazing story. Um, maybe I should connect her with you as well. She's a military, a young woman, a military wife. And she, um, as, as her husband is deployed, she's traveling all over the world, taking advantage. So, um, she is in Spain right now. So, you know, we have a time difference, uh, to contend with, but, um, but she's really great at, um, you know, providing feedback and being a sounding board as well as kind of keeping things organized in my business. So that's been really great. And I, you know, I've toyed with different, um, different uh, modes of working with people. Like I did work for a period of time with a cop, with an old colleague of mine in person, but that didn't feel like the right fit. So I moved on from that. And I guess that's another, another thing is like just having the, 
um, just being willing to try different scenarios to figure out what might work and what, you know, it's, it's easier to maybe be like, I don't need that (laughs) as opposed to I need that. So it'll, it helps you, or maybe you need to say, I don't, okay, I realize I don't need that. Maybe I need something more like this um, in order to figure out the right scenario. So right now my virtual assistant who's currently in Spain, but is usually in Florida, um, is a great sounding board and I have um, other colleagues and friends who I reach out to, to to bounce ideas or to look at copy or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for the fact, just becoming aware of what you need or aware yeah. of what, what you're missing and then to look around and say, all right, what, what, will, what will solve this need? What will fill this need for me? And um, and as you said, try different things and you find, well, that doesn't quite work, but maybe this would and being willing to try some different things. But first it starts with awareness of, yeah. of what it is you're missing. Absolutely. And this is sort sort of uh, tangentially related, but for some reason it's coming to me. So I'll just put it out there. I recently read the memoir Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle Melton and she writes a lot about, um, she wrote one section of her memoir is about how we can be there for each other as, as women. And, and one of the things that, um, that she speaks to is that, you know, we don't want to swoop in and try to fix things for each other or try to, um, you know, try to like, identify with someone's pain and say like, oh yeah, and I felt that. And, you know, I know how you're feeling because this happened to me. It's really just about being there, being sitting side by side and asking, what do you need right now? And so it's kind of, you know, that having needs met is I think a very primal thing in relationships and, and in work, you know, and identifying them for yourself. I've, I've recognized that in my own life is a massive growth opportunity. What do I need right now? Yeah, that's a, uh, it, it's so interesting to me. We, I've talked about this before on the show that uh, there, uh, the, the person who used to train my horses talks a lot mm-hmm. about uh, four questions that he uses in training horses and, and in training riders, but they, I've always thought they apply so well to life. And, and the first Ooh. question is, what do you want? And that's mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the hardest question of all to answer often. Um, oh yeah, y- knowing what you want is a starting point. And for a lot of us, we we have, especially for women, I think a lot of times we spend so much time thinking about what the people around us need, whether it's clients yeah. or kids or spouses or whatever. And if somebody looks at you and says, "What do you want?" you're kind of taken aback, like, well, I, I haven't even thought about that for so long. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. So right. Yeah. And that's why I love the Danielle Laporte work around desire. It's called the desire map. And, and she takes it to the, you know, one step further, maybe where it's how do you want to feel? Yeah. So so then figuring out what you want, that will maybe bring you to that feeling. Yeah, excellent. 
Well, you've talked about some resources and things that you like, and, and I've made note of that, and we'll try to put links to those in the show notes for this episode. But aside from the things like the journal that you mentioned and the Headspace app, which I have also used and really like, um, mm-hmm. are there any particular tools that you like or resources that you use or recommend for managing your time, managing your schedule, managing life in general, um, whether whether they're you know, paper tools, digital tools, whatever, mm-hmm. anything you, that, that comes to mind that you use and like and recommend? Yeah, absolutely. I have three things. So the first is just a good old notebook and a pen <laughs> because mm-hmm. I do find that I have to write. So sometimes the computer's not nearby. Sometimes it, it's, it's more, um, there's just something about writing it down and, I do that. I try to do that every Sunday night, write down the things that need to get done or want that I want to get done in the next week. And I actually heard recently at a, uh, a dinner uh, that one of my friends put together that she called the conscious leadership dinner. Uh, one of the girls, the women that was there said something about the um, hand being like an extension of the heart and write it. You have to write things down sometimes in order to just like, it has a special power to in writing things down. So uh, for whatever that is worth, <laughs> I definitely utilize, you know, a little notebook that I can slip into my laptop case or, you know, it's not it cannot be too heavy because I, I do work remotely, you know, quite a bit. So I need to be able to carry everything with me. So a little notebook and a pen, that's definitely one of my tools. I, I live by my, um, iCal, my, uh, you know, the Apple calendar or whatever it's, you know, of course synced with my Google calendar, but, um, I, everything has to be scheduled and I even schedule, um, this is kind of a new practice for me, but, uh, you know, taking things from that notebook and actually putting them into my calendar and making time for tasks. So it's not just appointments, but outlining, you know, when I'm going to be working on each specific endeavor. Um, and then finally, the Acuity scheduling app, I really love. So for my business, it's great, but I imagine that it would be great for anyone really who's trying to, you know, kind of fit everything in. You give someone a link to schedule a particular type of appointment, and you could even, you know, have them fill out a form that says, you know, what number they want you to call them on and so forth, and it goes right into all your calendars. So you don't have to like go around trading times back and forth. They can see what your availability is and you you really don't have to be involved at all, Acuity. It just, you know, tells them when they can talk to you. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of people speak really highly of that. There, I mean, there are a number of different apps like that that yes. will do scheduling for you, but this is one that, that comes up often when you talk to, to people who are trying to run a business or an organization of some sort where you need to um, schedule meetings with a, or some with other people, and anything that avoids the lots of emails back and forth, trying to 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 coordinate schedules is probably a good thing. Yes. Well, let me ask this, um, and this is a question I I, I love asking every guest be, uh, because I, I learn something new from everyone who answers this question, and that's this. It's a two parter. 
first okay. of all, with all the systems you have in place and the tools you use and the, the, the way you run your business in your life, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? <laughs> um, yes, I do have those days. <laughs> Surprisingly, no one's ever said no. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> um, yeah. So of course we, I definitely have had those days and I think the days that for me that are most stressful, that get away from me the most are the days where I feel like I haven't shown up as my best version of myself. So days when I've been impatient or that where I've raised my voice uh, out of um, frustration, you know, with my daughter or where I, you know, didn't take good care of myself where, you know, I just don't feel proud of myself. Mm. And so on those days, I, I do find it important to regroup and kind of take an account of, you know, what did go well today? You know, where can I say, well, at least I did this, or we had this really nice moment when I was putting on her coat or, you know, we, it's really, it's been really cold here in the Northeast. And we recently had these, she and I both have winter coats that have like a fur hood. And so like, I'll put her hood on and I'll put my hood on. We'll like hide in the hoods together, put our hoods together. And so it's like a cute little thing. It's, you know, so it's important to remind myself of those like good moments or, um, you know, that's kind of even, you know, judging a moment as good. Those, those moments where I have felt, um, you know, have felt fulfilled and proud of myself. Um, and then I, oh, I'm always reminded of something that my mom used to say to me, which is something that she derived from Gone with the Wind, which is tomorrow is another day. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to say it with that with that Southern act, tomorrow is another day. <laughs> oh, you do that very well. well I live in Texas. I've, I've practiced. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's something that I, you know, I have to give props to my mom. And of course, when I was growing up, I was like, oh, I roll whenever she said <laughs> that. But it really is true. And it's a valuable thing to remember, like the consequences for these, you know, stressful, tripped up days are really not that high. The stakes are not that high. And tomorrow is another day to, you know, to do it better, to, to show up in a way that you're proud of. And then the last thing, it's so funny, Danielle Laporte keeps coming up for me in this conversation, but I have a quote on, I have a magnet on my refrigerator that came, I guess, as some like value add as from something that I bought from her. And it just says, everything is progress. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true. You know, it's just it, you know, you may not even know what is, you know, what the positive fallout might be from whatever happened today. Things are in motion. You have no clue what's coming. So just everything is a step toward the next thing. Hmm. That's a great, uh, great thing to keep in mind. And I, I love the fact that you started out by saying you, you kind of give yourself permission to look at what went well that day, even on the worst day, there's some moment that was good right. or something. And I think, as you've mentioned a couple times, we, we are really good uh, often at finding reasons to beat up on ourselves. Right. And, uh, 
And, and so uh, that's why I end every episode encouraging listeners to, you know, extend grace not only to other people, but to themselves. Mm-hmm. We, we yeah. need to be reminded to do that and um, to look for something to be grateful for, look for something to, some, you know, a small win to celebrate, however tiny it may be. So yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah, I also have uh, you remind you remind me of a, another journaling activity I actually do in the evening, which was given to me by a friend of mine who is very devoted to um, a twelve step program, and I've definitely kind of morphed this into something that it probably was not intended to be. <laughs> but I journal with these four prompts, and um, they are dire dire needs and desperate pleas is the first one. Um, prayers for healing, prayers for like physical healing or emotional healing for others, but I always include myself in that and my loved ones. Um, resentments, so documenting any resentments. And even if I have no resentments that I'm currently holding, I just always write down like, just, you know, please r- release any energy that may be separating me from the people I love or people that I need to connect with. And then the last one is miracles. So I just usually end my day with that and then reading and put it to bed. (laughs) I like that. Well, Amanda, what's on the horizon for you? What's, what's up, uh, you know, that you're looking forward to either personally or professionally? Um, I have, I'm looking forward to a lot, actually. It's, you know, we're moving into a new season here in the Northeast. So that's really exciting in terms of weather, because um, I really do feel like there is a correlation between spring and kind of like a rebirth, you know, you can let down your winter hunch a little bit and, you know, unsteal yourself from the elements. But um, I do really feel like there's you know, rebirth in a lot of ways. So I'm, I'm birthing a couple of things in my business. I'm initiating um, a couple of different ways to work with me in a group setting. I have a membership site that is launching as we speak actually at pitch.school, which is a, um, a site dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small businesses and startups learn how to, tell the world what they're up to mm-hmm. and publicize their efforts and write content that really connects with their audience and sounds the way it sounds in their head on the page. Cause I know a lot of us struggle with that. Yeah. Um, so I have a membership site. I have um, some group programs that are going to be launching. So I'm really excited about that. And it feels very aligned for my business. And I really do feel like I'm using, you know, to circle back to where we started, I'm using my powers for good instead of, you know, hawking, pharmaceuticals and helping uh you know the helping to launch the next the new brawny man which is something (laughs) that i actually worked on i'm helping to launch you know coaches and health coaches who are helping people like really activate change in their lives and a relation i have a relationship coach who is such a man of integrity that you know i'm just so happy to stand behind these people and help them reach more people because they are actually doing healing work so um, yeah, I'm using my powers for good. Well, that's awesome. And and so where can people connect with you online or find more about you and what you're up to? Yeah, so you can find me at amandaberlin.com and that's Berlin, just like the city. You can find more about Pitch School at pitch.school. And I would love to invite everyone to connect with me in my free Facebook group, 
And I put a, a special page up just for this uh, this interview. It's at amandaberlin.com slash productive. And if you just sign up there, you will get access to the group and you can uh, request to join. So I really hope to see everyone there. The group is dedicated to helping support people in, uh, you know, in, in, they're, it's mostly dedicated to business owners, but certainly, you know, I, I, I am a communicator at heart. So anyone who ever has any issue with, you know, communicating effectively in any circumstance, whether it's asking for a raise or negotiating something, or even talking to a partner, I, you know, I, I definitely bring my coaching eye and ear to, uh, you know, to everything that I do. So I hope to connect with you there, amandaberlin.com slash productive. Well, that's excellent. Yeah. And I will, um, I'll put links to all of those things in the show notes and uh, hopefully people will check that out and, and connect with you a little bit more. So, I would love that. So before we go, um, do you have any last words for the listener who might be looking for help in getting things done and making a life that matters? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's such a good question. I, I have, I've always kept this, this quote from, it's so simple, but from Finding Nemo, I think Dory says it, just keep swimming, Mm. just keep going. I mean, it's, you know, there, I always tell my clients that there's someone out there who needs you. And, you know, in the case of business, it's, it's up to us really to raise our voices so that the people who need us can find us. But I think even in the everyday world, there is someone out there who needs us. And so it really is our responsibility to show up, do the best that we can and, and just, you know, be that light for that person. And really that enriches our own lives because we can be proud that we did what we were meant to do here. Well, I couldn't end it any better. Thank you so much, Amanda, for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much for what you're doing out there because I know that you're bringing a valuable resource and it takes a lot of courage to step up and, you know, put out a a show like this on on such a regular basis and do all the work that is involved with that along with everything else you're doing. So I want to honor the work that you're doing as well. Well, thank you. It's uh, it's certainly my pleasure and it's been a pleasure talking with you. So thanks. Thank you. I really appreciate Amanda for taking the time to share her thoughts on how she manages her very busy life and for her great suggestions, her encouragement, and her ideas for the rest of us. Be sure to check out her website at amandaberlin.com for more information about what she's up to. If you have any questions for Amanda or for me about this episode or anything else, as always, you can communicate with me in a number of ways. You can share your questions or thoughts in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which again, you find at theproductivewoman.com slash 134, or you can post a comment or a question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or even better in the community Facebook group. If you're not a member there yet, if you haven't joined us in the Facebook group, this is a private group where we can meet up and interact uh, more, ask questions, share information, um, ask for and give encouragement. It's just a great community where uh, women are jumping in and supporting and encouraging each other. And I, I, I'm loving seeing the community develop there. You can find that by going to theproductivewoman.com slash group. 
and just join up there. I'd, I'd love to see you there. And you can, you know, raise questions about this episode. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can always email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I love to hear from you. I, I, it's the highlight of my day when I get emails from listeners. So don't, don't hesitate to do that. A uh, quick reminder, as you're listening to this, um, or if you're listening to it as it's published, it's the beginning of April of 2017. New uh, groups of the Productive Woman Masterminds will be, start meeting in May, but they're forming right now. So if you've been thinking about joining one of these paid mastermind groups to get the encouragement and support of a group of women who are committed to making lives that matter, I would love to see you in a group. I'd love to work with you and get to know you. So if you have questions, now's the time. Um, Like I said, the groups will start meeting in May. Great way to kind of uh, kick off your summer and uh, use that time to pursue your goals with the support of some other like-minded women. And these are facilitated by me, so we'll get to know each other really well. The thing is, the spaces are limited. I only accept five women in each group. I want to keep them small so everyone has the chance to be heard and to get the support and encouragement they need. So don't wait. If this is something you've thought about doing, now's the time. It's an affordable investment in yourself and in your future. So visit the Work With Me page on the website at theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind. There you'll find more information about how the things work. Uh, You'll find some audio testimonials of current and past masterminders who tell you a little bit about their experience of uh, being part of a productive woman mastermind. And you'll also find the link to the very short online application. Do it today. I'd love to have you in the group and we we can go into the second half of this year strong and together. If you have questions, email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I'd be happy to answer any questions you have. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Amanda. I hope you enjoyed hearing from her as much as I enjoyed talking with her. I hope you found something in this episode that encouraged and um, is is providing help to you. Uh, I want to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out to me. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.